Hello, friends. I hope you guys are having a great day because today I'm already having a great day. I am being joined by two of my good friends today, Taylor and Aaron. You guys have heard them before. Today we are wrapping up Why Is She Single? And when I tell you guys that you are in for it, you are in for it. This is the girl chat that everybody wants to be in on. So without further ado, Let's get into it. Y'all, y'all can't take me nowhere. I'm sorry. I can't act right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know I'm going to dance, Gabby. <laughs> it's the theme song. It gets me in a good mood. I feel like it makes me feel happy. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Y'all ready for this? It's a happy song. I'm great. Ooh. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. So, y'all, we've been talking about why you <laughs> single. And when I tell you, okay... Y'all, we have so many ideas, but you guys have kind of heard Aaron's take a little bit. I want y'all to hear about Taylor. Taylor's got some takes on this. So, Taylor, I'm going to let you run the first one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, Taylor. Okay. The first thing that I do want to say is that when you first introduced this question, I was in a totally different place in my life during that time. You know, I still was kind of like, part of a major part in my healing process, healing journey, not saying that I'm still not on that journey, but I'm like further down the road, if that makes sense. Like when you first asked me that question, I was still very highly toxic at that time. And I had realized like it was, you know, the men that I was choosing, but also I had to look at myself. Like I've reflected upon myself, like as much as I was attracting emotionally unavailable men I too was very emotionally unavailable and that was something that took me a long time and I used to justify it and saying like oh well such and such is acting like this so now I'm acting cold and distant but in reality based on the past of my crappy ex-boyfriend that I had I had turned into that person And I would always look at it like, okay, like, as I told you, Abby, like before, like, I would always create like a safe distance away from men. So I always left them in a state of question. If I felt like they left me in a state of question, I was leaving them in a state of question. And it could be just like one little small thing that I would be like, oh, okay, that's it. But because I was so hurt for a man that I had shared my home, like, you know, we shared a home together. And just like, I feel like I was just broken down in so many ways. And so once I was free of that situation, I just turned into like, I'm a strong woman. I'm never gonna let someone in like that again. Like basically just really was missing vulnerability. But instead of really realizing that I needed to learn how to be vulnerable again and feel safe with being that, I seek that in males. And I would always be like, well, why won't they open up to me? But I wasn't opening up to them either. But I wanted them to open up to me. 
it was kind of like, I would feel comfortable if you did it first, instead of it being like a team effort. So that's completely different from where I started because I would always sit there and be like, okay, well, I just feel like these men are not for me because they're doing such and such. And really like I too was a big problem. Wait, so let me, let me make sure I get this right. So instead of, so basically you wanted, you wanted to wait for the bully to bully first so that you could bully next. Pretty much, but like the reverse side, like I wanted them to, I wanted them to show those good qualities, like a vulnerability before I showed that I was vulnerable. So basically like poker. So like pretty much, but pretty, yeah, like that, but not like, um, it wasn't, it's not like the petty, like revenge style that we're usually used to with the tit for tat, but it was very much so to like, like poker, like you show me your hand and I'll show you mine. Mm. But I've I've learned that about myself, like, because at first I was just like, no, like, it's just the man. And it's like, no, it wasn't just the man. It was also me. So then, okay. <laughs> this yeah. is so funny. This is so Taking funny. some time, Abigail, to get to this point. She's oh my she's, God. She knows where it started. <laughs> like. Uh, it's it's just so interesting because Taylor, like when we first started talking about this, you were like, I love this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like this. I'm like that. And I'm like, you know, you're still amazing. Duh. But I was just like, so it's very interesting because in previous episodes, Aaron and I were talking about some of the reasons why someone's single is because of the fact that they need to heal. They are the problem. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you kind of just went into that. <laughs> Yeah, because I she sure did. She went from other Yeah, because it's like a problem and like not until like the last guy that I was talking to, like we were pretty much like twins. Like if it honestly, like when it came to like the emotional standpoints, like, okay, if you let your guard down, I'll let mine down. But if you don't let yours down, I'm not letting mine down. And then it was just like a game of stupidity. But it's like I really did care about that person, but I just I just knew like I don't know. Like, I just, I needed to see something before I, before I even jumped or even hopped. <laughs> Taylor, you're hitting a point. You're hitting a point. Cause you're like, I needed to see something. Like if, if I'm thinking that we're agreeing to say that we need to see some action in hand and if we're not seeing it, we're just like, we're not in it. Cause that's how I am. I'm like, words are very cute. They're very sweet. But I really love it yeah. when I see you do it. And I y'all, feel like. Y'all got, me, y'all got me asking questions backwards right now. Because. Oh. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Because it's okay. important though. Like I've learned this too. Like I don't regret wanting to see something. Because I feel like. Especially with males. They'll sell you a dream in a heartbeat. Like if I don't see what I need to see. I'm done. Because they will really sell a dream. They that really part. will. And if you say what you want, yes, if you always, I always just watch a man, right? Like, I'll tell him, like, what I want long term. But I never tell him all the qualities that I want. Because I want to see what, what do you offer on your own? I don't want you to mold yourself into what I say I want. Because they will do that. And they'll do it for years. Ooh. But I feel like that's also because, so question for you, because I, like, you're my friend and I know you, right? But 
yes, you know, when you tell someone what you want, they will they they will sell you that. You know, there's a lot of great salespeople that don't even work in car dealerships. Honestly, they're mm-hmm. in relationships. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron threw her neck back. <laughs> you need to take that as a quote, Abby. You need might to show up that. on Instagram. So you never know. Keep going though. <laughs> but no, I feel like. You know, there are really great salespeople. Like, you know, you want a guy who cooks, he's going to cook. You know, you want a guy who, you know, um, takes you out on dates, he's going to take you out on dates, you know, all these different things. And that's the sucky part because I feel like you're saying what you want and they're doing it, right? But at the same time, you said something and it's, it's you and Aaron are both saying it. You're saying there's something that you're looking for. And I feel like a lot of women, I'm going to say this from women's perspective, but I also feel like men men can probably agree with me our brothers that are listening can definitely probably agree with me on this mm-hmm. is how some people go into the dating world into relationships but they don't really have these standards right we kind of talked about it before they don't have a trajectory they don't have a game plan they don't they really don't have what it is and the reason i'm bringing that up is cuz i'm curious to know what was it that you were looking for because sometimes i think we're looking for so much of these things that we forget that the, at the end of the day our partners are not God. They're not God, right? They're not perfect. And just like you recently are learning, like these are the things that you were doing that were toxic. Nice mug, Aaron. I like your mug. <laughs> that is cute. Thank you. I got it from you, Abby. I got you. I got it from you. Yes. But I feel like, you know. Sometimes at the end of the day, there isn't an, um, people don't realize that it's them, right? It's, 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 you're the toxic one too. It's not just the the other person. And it's really funny. You, when I got out of a very interesting relationship, one of the things that I learned from my therapist at that time was the things that you are calling out about this person are the things in yourself that you don't want to address. Right. And it was like, Ooh, but I feel like what was the trajectory? What was your game plan? Right? I have a question for you, Taylor. What was that game plan? Like, what did, What was my game plan for men and, like, what I wanted or specifically with this particular person that I used to talk to? Well, maybe you can go deeper if you want into the into the person, but you said that there was this thing that you were looking for, right? And I'm right. curious, like, what was that thing? So for me, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like, I don't expect like anybody to be like perfect or anything else like that. But like, more than anything, I need you to be trustworthy, and I need you to be able to communicate with me, right? And I I, I know three things, and I don't want a selfish person. I know that doesn't work. Like, I don't want anything to feel forced between me and a person. Like before anything, I want it to be genuine. I want them to be able to communicate with me and I want them to be able to be trustworthy because I feel like and cooperative. Like I want us to like this whole, like, okay, you want to be able to lead, but just because you're leading does not mean that I don't have input or, you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be a balance with everything, but I think it more so starts with communication being genuine and being able to trust you. Cause if those things don't happen, I can't really go further with anything, but really it's the communication. Because if you can't communicate communicate with me, I don't I don't I don't think I can trust you because I don't really know what's going on. 
could they communicate so with the guy or with anybody in the past the things that like you were really needing in those relationships had they mm-hmm. shown and I'm okay had they shown and this goes for you too Aaron because I know you're you know we're, we're all friends so I know both of your stories um mm-hmm. but because I know both of your stories say it <laughs> just say it and because y'all know my story yeah because I already got my words right okay I really also believe that it's who you choose because I think too often and Aaron Taylor I think you've heard me saying this too I have my I have my phrase it's kind of like my thing that I do and it is you have to make it to the friend zone to make it to the end zone right and I think like with a lot of people and not saying that like just because someone's your friend, you're going to know how they are as a partner. You're not there. That's a whole another human being that you're about to meet whole, maybe 20 versions of that whole another human being you're about to meet. But like, I feel like sometimes it's the people that, you know, it's the people that we're choosing. Well, that's why we're single. Right. Or Aaron Taylor, you know, my history. Sometimes it's also the friends that you're choosing. And I'm saying that because in the past, you, Aaron, you know this, you've seen this with me. I actually, yeah, you too, Taylor. I could have left a not healthy relationship sooner had I had friends who actually loved and cared for me. Not friends who were just nice to me. And sometimes even with my quote of you have to make it to the friend zone to make it to the end zone. And even in the dating world, sometimes the people that I was choosing to be friends with that I was even willing to give a chance to, to date, they were not the best people for me. So I guess my question is, is it possible that it's also, that's the the people that you were choosing. They had not shown who they truly were, or there wasn't enough time. You had not given enough time to get to know them in strenuous situations, to know the communication, the trustworthiness, all these different things? Um, Honestly, like based off the last person, like that, the one I've been speaking about, like we were friends and I, I agree with what you're saying. Like you could see so many things like when it comes to a friendship, but how someone handles something romantically is completely different. Like I have a close friend and like we can communicate about everything. Like he's a male, right? He's like the only male friend I really even have, right? He communicates with me effectively. He asks me for feedback, all that. But when it comes to his relationships, just now learning how to do that. So it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it can change. Like, and I've seen it change. I've dated a best friend. Well, like I said, that's when I had two male friends. Now it's just one, but like only like strictly friends. And then it, you know, one, it turned into something romantic, but like he was a different person. Like he, we were best friends for what years. And like when we dealt with each other, it was just like, oh God, I, I don't like what I see. So people so, do mm-hmm. operate in different places. They Interesting. I've, I've seen it and I'm just like, oh. That's interesting because um, I've had, I've unfortunately had that experience too. And it's funny because I think on on both parts, I know for me, um, 
I thought that he would probably act like the same since we know each other and we know our relationship history, which clearly was not the case. He totally turned into the relationship guy where it's like, we're friends, but with this relationship. So it's almost like, I think that because of the friendship privilege that we thought we wouldn't have to deal with that same treatment as he may have treated other people that he may have been involved with. And that might've been the same case in your situation too. Been, um, and it was a short time that I dated this guy because I thought we'd been friends for years. Then once that came and went, our friendship has not been the same ever since. Is this age? So Is this age? I'm just going to ask. I'm okay. like, yes, yes, yes. So it's just like, were we, were we really friends? Because then as I began to assess our friendship, I was like, I felt like all that we talked about was just like relationships. I mean, we talked about other stuff we wanted to achieve goal-wise, but also talked about relationships. And with my friends, we talked about so many other different things. So I was like, well, maybe what I thought was a friendship was not maybe what he defined. And he, for all I know, may probably even still say that we are friends, but I'm like, we haven't talked at all. And it's usually always me reaching out to him, not the other way around. It's almost like getting in a relationship, you kind of learned how much he valued the relationship. It's very interesting. Like, I... You know, and that's, y'all just hit something for me. Because <laughs> the part that messed me up is that I was like, the person I want to be with, I would love for him to be my friend. And then I get that. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we were friends. So we can't go back to being friends after this when we come to a mutual conclusion and closing and closure, at least what I thought. So it's like, you have to make it to the friend zone and make it to the end zone. So it's like, did they originally want to be your friend and be good in the first place? Or was there an ulterior motive? And this is on guy and girl part here because I'm like, I thought we was cool. I'm just saying, like, I'm really saying, because I really, you value the friendship in that relationship with the person. And that's what you usually miss the most when you walk into an end. And hope that y'all could be cordial along the way, depending on what the severity of the breakup is. And I didn't think it was that bad of a breakup. We just came and realized that we were not compatible together. But he went and did his thing. And I'm like, well, all right. I'm not going to reciprocate anymore because I don't feel any reciprocity from you. And maybe this is how it's always been, but I overlooked it. And that's where I feel like I will take accountability in that choice there where I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is something that I may have been guilty of and didn't even know that. So I do want it where it's the friend zone to the end zone. But I think now for me going forward in a healing way that I need to define with the next guy that I date, okay, are we, did we start as friends? Do you want to be friends? Like breaking down all of those caveats there. It'll be a lot of talking, but communication as we are all learning is extremely important. And when you don't communicate properly, it causes so many things. And I can get into that a whole nother time from this reason. No, you ain't. Aaron, no. <laughs> uh, sorry, go ahead, Abby, go ahead. No, no. No, no, go ahead, Taylor. She ain't done. No, no, Aaron, like you just hit it on the nail because this is the thing, right? That man, no matter if y'all communicated or whatever, right? That man may watch you for seven years, choose the wrong people, right? And be like, boom, vulnerable. I finally got her. Like, y'all could be the best of best friends. Like, I just, I just truly believe, like, even if a man is your friend, I just, this is how I feel. Like, I really feel this way. 
it may just be my own personal experience, whatever, but I, I just don't put anything past them. Cause it's like, if they see the value in you, like, okay, they may do their own thing. They might confide in you, but for a man to be able to confide in a woman is just so powerful on any level. So I just always feel like in the back of their head, whether they're showing it to you or not, in the back of their head, they've thought about being with you. Oh my gosh, that's so true. You know that saying that they say that at some point, one of your guy friends, at Mm -hmm. some point in any relationship that you may be attracted to that, you know, gender, at some point, one of y'all was attracted to the other. And it's so true. It is so true. And that's where I think it gets really tricky where I like, I I have done that where I've had to catch myself. Um, Aaron, you know about this. Yes. And Taylor, you do. Um, But there was a guy that I was friends with long time college friends like long time and I was really interested in this guy after basically I kind of dodged him when we first became friends because all the girls were like oh my gosh he's so cute he's so cute they would be like invite him invite him and I was like yeah no um I'm one of those girls that once all the girls like a certain guy, I run for the hills. Like I know how nasty girls can be. I know how nasty females can be. Uh, uh-uh, y'all can have him. Throw him to the wolves. I don't want him. <laughs> no, nope. me too. And me then too. it was like you know it was around like COVID or something like that. And he just you know we really grew our friendship. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is so cool. But you know he's very attractive. So I was like, oh Lord Jesus, please don't let me like this man. Lord Jesus, please don't like me like this man. And then you know his faith just kind of like. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, ah, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? I am so, I have too many sound effects. Anyways, and he, um, and you know, I kind of- This like, is the real her, okay? Inside <laughs> her, this is the real her. Thank you. Oh my gosh. If you, Like, y'all, I don't know how to act. Thank you for pointing that, Taylor. Y'all Thank need you. to come for me that bad day. <laughs> but no, like, I was so excited. I was like, okay, this guy, like, you know- he loves the Lord. I love the Lord. You know, he's attractive, but it's okay, I guess, whatever. And I was like, you know what? We've been friends for like, you know, in my head, we've been friends since like college, right? So I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I didn't start the friendship off trying to like him. It happened that way, right? So I was like this, literally, I was the day where I was going to tell him, hey, so uh, I'm attracted to you, dude. And then he got in a relationship. And I was like, oh, let me pull back. Let me pull back. Let me pull back. But you know, long story short, it didn't work, but I reached out and I shared with him. I was like, you know, just to kind of get it off my chest. Like, Hey, just so you know, um, I was attracted to you and I was about to tell you, but then you ended that relationship and you know, our friendship has not been the same since. And it really sucks because to me, I'm still ready to just still be friends. But I think that basically, I think that there was an opportunity that had he known kind of thing, and I didn't tell him long, but regardless, I think the, I knowing why you're getting into that friendship with that person, I do believe that marriage is a long, like a lifelong friendship, right? So that's why the friend zone is so important to me. But the thing is, why did you get into the friend zone is what is where like the why is what I think Aaron, you and I were talking about. It's like you and him, you and H you know, it was really rooted in talking about relationships, right? But then he, for lack of better words, excuse me, I know it's Sunday, the Lord loves me too, but he fucked it up. 
he, he messed it up. He messed up that friendship. And I think that that's why when you guys did, didn't work out anymore, similar, you know, it didn't work out. That's why it hasn't been the same. Maybe they weren't choosing you to choose you, but they were choosing you for the benefit. Yeah, and this is where I said we should have never dated. And he was like, oh, we should have totally dated. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't have. Because in my mind, I'm like, if I've told you what it is that I'm looking for when it comes to a guy, that I'm not just dating and be just dating. I'm actually looking for something beyond just a serious relationship. I'm looking for a, to be with a husband. I'm looking to meet my husband. And that's what you do and thinking, oh, we can totally. And I'm like, well, I'm not going back to you. That already is what it is. And now that we know that we're not compatible, we don't need to go and re-try um, this because we tried. It didn't work. And it's understood if you just wanted me more so as a friend. And going forward, you haven't really treated me like the friend that we have in the past because we do have, you know, relationship history. I'm just like, well, I guess that's just what it was. I mean, a guy had to explain, one of my guy friends had to explain it to me. He's like, well, you know, Guys don't like to talk with women they've had, you know, previous relationships with about their next relationships going on. I'm like, but the difference is I'm not going back to him. So I'm not like asking. I'm just like, are you happy? Because I'm just like, I'm not that girl who's going to be jealous. I understood. You've moved forward. I've moved forward too. And I'm like, hey, I've started seeing someone else. How are you doing? Like, I'm good. But again, I guess it's just something that I as a woman won't understand in that sense. But I'm just like, well, there goes that friendship and literally no talk after that. And I'm totally okay with it. It's just something that's just been noticed with that. You know, that's me. Go ahead, Taylor. You know, the real reason why he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to disclose his new relationship. Because one, he doesn't want you to know about them. And two, he doesn't want to disclose. He doesn't want you to disclose what you got going on because he still wants you. He literally said that. He said, yeah, we should have dated. I know. Listen to me because I'm I'm (laughs) definitely that person. Like, my guy that I I was talking about earlier, we're still friends, right? We we were friends. That's how we started. But like I said, I keep him to a certain extent for that very, for that reason, because they know, like, if, if I disclose this and this is a friendship and we, in our history, historical-wise, like, we've talked about relationships. He's not going to open that door because he doesn't want to hear what you have to say. He doesn't care about that. He wants you back. That's that's what that is. Oftentimes, we avoid the people. Mm. And I'm just going to be dead honest because, you know, we all done it. Oftentimes, we avoid the people that we think may be a threat of some sort to our current relationship because we haven't released the entanglements, like Jada Pickett likes to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and he may is. know, like he may know, like entanglements. Like guys know, like they know when a girl is not. They know when that's not the same girl that they were dating or whatever. And the thing is, Aaron, you're kind of yeah. notorious for saying this, and I think you kind of speak things into existence when you say it. Is that? You know, when they know what they had and they can't have it no more, right? When they know they had a good woman and they don't have it no more. You're my friend, so like obviously I'm I'm talking I'm talking it up, but you know, mm-hmm. 
I was told this too by him, but okay, <laughs> <keep> <laughs> no, but, but I feel like, I feel like that's such a thing. Like, you know, you kind of hinted at a thing, like, you know, you said, Hey, we tried it and it didn't work for me. So that's not gonna, I'm not coming back to you. But that's the thing is like, that's why I, like, I hit it on like, the whole concept of like who you're choosing, right? Because sometimes it's, so I see it kind of like alcoholics, right? I've never been one, um, but I'm kind of trying to make sense of it. Um, When it comes to alcoholics, like, you know, once they go through their programs and they are, you know, going through the, the, you know, being sober, like the longer you're sober and the more you understand how you got there, the more you are actually healing, right? You if you really value that healing and you really value who you're becoming, the healthier version of you, you don't go back and dance around the line. You don't go to a party that you tell you, you make sure that your friends know, Hey, you're having this wedding. I'm not going to be there because it's an open bar. You know, you know, these things about yourself. You don't, you, you know, your triggers and you're protecting yourself from your triggers versus someone who's an alcoholic, but hasn't been trained up on healing on, hey, this is why I was doing what I was doing, right? I.e., hey, this is why I'm single because I was choosing these type of people. So I'm not going to dance around those type of people anymore. I am going to choose this for myself moving forward. And I think for all three of our stories, that's exactly what we chose to do. We Instead of, oh, I'm going to like go around and you know, mess around. It was like, no, 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 I'm done. And this goes into my like my next my next thing too. Instead of going around trying to fix people, because you know, my maybe she might be single because she's a fixer upper. We decided, nah, man, I need to fix me. I'm my project, not him. That whole part, because um, I've definitely been guilty of it. Even my own mom called me out that because she has that trait too and realizes that that passed on to me. And she's like, "You're always trying to fix people. Don't." Don't even try doing that. I was like, what do you mean I'm trying to fix people? I'm not trying to fix people. I'm trying to help people. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that doesn't work. And actually, a former relationship I was in like years and years ago, I'm talking about like five plus years back, there was a guy I dated, very sweet guy. Him and I are actually cool to this day um, from a closure standpoint. We actually are legit like friends. Um, back when I had dated him, I didn't know that he did not know how to drive. So whenever I'd ask him, hey, can you give me a ride to the airport? He was like, oh, I won't be able to. And I'm like, that's rude. You're not going to cover me? Okay. But <laughs> eventually he did tell me he did not know how to drive. And I was like, you don't? And I was like, okay, I guess this is the difference between Southerners in D.C. or Northern folk. Because they're so close within Metro that they can do that versus down South. You have to know how to drive because you're not that close. You like a good 15, 20 minutes away on a drive, not even walk. So I taught him how to drive. So he get his license because I felt that it was a survival need for him with where he wanted to go. And also I began to introduce some other adulting things such as knowing your credit because <laughs> he wasn't as familiar with it. And yeah, we him and I had a whole conversation because that was something that I was working on years back where I was like, I really need to get my budget in order. Still in the process of doing that as we all are in life because your money changes differently and different goals and things. But I was like, you should probably take a look at what your credit is for where you're trying to go. Here's a free site. We could check this out. <clears throat> and me, I think I'm just being very helpful. It put him in a down place because he was like, wow. <clears throat> but once that relationship came and ended, I looked at how much I did. And I was just like, why did I do that much? 
much. I don't think that I should have really been doing that. I mean, yes, out of the kindness of my heart, I was teaching him to drive. But then at the end of the day, someone else gets to pick up the benefit of what I helped him with. And I'm just like, damn, that's really messed up. And then that's where I began to read this book about codependency and where I realized, well, I ended up realizing this years later that I am an enabler and having to get away from that trajectory and being that nurture and using that nurturing side of me to want to fix people to where people get so used to it. They're like, oh yeah, can you send this to me? Can you show it? And now I'm like, um, Google's your best friend. You should Google it. Or the men I date that I have dated, which of course I'm still trying to look at it from a choicy standpoint. I tell them friend, I'm like, I'm not trying to fix you. You go fix yourself. You should be your own motivation. I am not sure. I mean, I'm a part of your motivation, but at the end of the day, you should want to motivate yourself to be in a better place as I am trying to be in that sense. So sorry, I'm not going to fix you. Yeah, sure. I may cook dinner for you a little bit, but then also you can cook too. Cause we're not doing this where I'm cooking every single day. Cause I'm also a working woman, just like you are a working man. I also like to be fed too. Pizza, tacos, wine, let's go. You and that pizza. That's a part where I've been doing better not eating pizza a whole lot, just every few weeks. <laughs> so, but um, you, you, you begin to learn those things where you've got to use those particular words and, to establish boundaries and either they will honor it or they'll still try pushing it where you begin to realize, okay, maybe this is not it because he still tries to push the buttons. I had to do that recently with someone that um, I was seeing and I was just like, look, don't let, don't let me be your only motivation. There has to be like so much more than just that. Or it's like, well, where can you find this? I'm like, well, I Googled it. So why don't you Google and type it in? Here's how to spell the name. Look that up. But also I take myself an accountability that from like, as you said, from the, from the choices you make with the men that you choose to be with too. Cause I feel like now I have to evaluate those things more where I'm like, okay, I can date you, but I'm like, I haven't really said that means I want to pursue something long-term and we need to have that type of conversation. Or I'm just like, maybe I should just pull back a little bit, just period. But again, that's just where my walk is right now. I love that you mentioned codependency because that's such a big deal. Um, Taylor, I know you got something to say. I do, but I was also stretching, but I did have something to say. Um, no, yeah, definitely like overplaying your part. And I like when you said pulling back because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest on this line, right? I am the pullback queen. Like I'm at the point where I'm not even going back and forth with you. It's like I've said it to you twice. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like we're still human, right? Like once, okay. We're getting to know each other. You may not know. Second time I say something, okay, that's it. Third time you do, I'm not even going to sit here and keep telling you where you went wrong, whatever. You know you were wrong because I told you about this multiple times. I'm not anybody's mother. So it's like if you're not listening to me or whatever the case may be, right? So with the particular guy, when I, I still was the problem. I still was contributing to the issues as well and I was just like you know what like put my foot down I was like you know what at the end of the day like I acknowledge like how things kind of got tangled up between us and I I apologize for for my role right but here on out certain things no longer fit me and that just is what it is it's not that me and you can't you know what I'm saying be cool be whatever but certain things just do not fit me any longer 
And, but I apologize for the things that, you know, that I've done. But once I make something clear to you, it's been, it's been stated twice. After that, it's just like, okay, I'm going to pull back. I don't need to keep over explaining myself because you've heard me the first two times. You either chose to abide by it or to bypass it and be like, oh, it's whatever. Whatever that is, that's on you. And I always tell people, you have the right to live life however you want to live it. But that doesn't mean that you fit into mine. And that's just what it is. Yes, I need to take more notes (laughs) as the pullback queen. I haven't pulled back enough because I keep giving precursor warnings. But then when I get where I'm done, I'm like, I'm done. And they really don't think I'm done. I'm like, but I'm done. They don't have to believe it. They will believe the silence. Like I'm when I tell you, that's the thing. Like that's but also like I used to be very toxic, (laughs) but that part's just staying with me. Like once you keep like, oh, okay, you didn't hear me. You think I'm one of them girls? Okay, poof, I'm gone. Cause stop it. That's Bruh, one you thing, that's pulled one out thing the about black. Me. She just that's pulled out the black acronym. I'm not one of your little friends. <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm not one of the okay. little girls. <laughs> Listen, I'll be like, I don't know who all you dealt with, but I am not. And that's the people. thing, though. It's like, Aaron, this is so interesting because literally, like three days ago, we had this chat. Like, we have to also be careful of like not mm. running so far opposite, right? From being a fixer upper to like being like, nah, you on your own, on your own island. Like, that's your own life raft. Like, deal with it because it is like a partnership, right? A re- relationship is a partnership. But learning where those, y'all know what this is my, one of my favorite words, boundaries, learning where those boundaries are and being able to say, like, okay, here I am as your partner, as your friend helping you in this and then this is where you're not gonna cross what you're not gonna do is this what you're not gonna do is that and it's got me really so it's got me thinking about like I think it was Sadie Robertson she's like from like the Doug Dynasty family or whatever I never watched an episode but I heard of her name um and she brought up how in a dating relationship, and again, mind you, this is a Christian girl, right? Very big in the Christian world. She said, in a dating relationship, you have no business giving wife benefits to him. No way. And I agree. I totally agree. Like, you know, being pulling back and being like, you know what? That's not, that's not, that's not me. That's not what I need to be doing. That's your responsibility. Now, if you come to me and you say like, hey, like in the scenario about, um, what do you call it? In the scenario that Aaron has about, you know, the credit thing, right? Like, hey, my credit sucks. You have better credit. You seem to be better on that. What, what pointers would you give me? And then me taking that upon myself to go and get the work done that I need to get done. That's different. That's, again, boundaries, right? Understanding, hey, I I can give you the advice, like you were saying, Taylor, but I'm not going to walk the path for you. I'm not going to take it, do the journey for you. You need to do that journey on your own because that's where we come up getting so exhausted in relationships and we wait till it's literally down to the wire where we're just irritated. We're mentally already checked out and it doesn't have to be that way right setting boundaries i said this to um this past week aaron i think i said this with you um boundaries are actually your best way of expressing how much you want to keep that relationship going 
the reason why you people put boundaries up is because you are saying, hey, in order for us to continue having this relationship, we need to abide by these things that to keep the relationship healthy. That is not being codependent. That is not being your fixer-upper. And I think our good friend, Helen, understands why. <laughs> why y'all got to look at me sideways? Because that's going to turn it up. When you, when you talk, that's my movie. When you start talking about her, <laughs> that's when things go from zero to a mil. Sorry, from that yeah, my- <laughs> She's movie? going there. Oh, wifey Helen, Helen? wifey far more. Can I say something though? Because I do. This is the thing. I'm in the state in my life where, like, I do know, like, I just have a big heart. That is who I am, right? And certain things are not going to change. But one thing I don't do is the whole teaching, blah blah blah. Like, okay, simple things, cool. But I'm more complimentary. Like, if I know you don't feel well, I might get something to help with what's going on. Like. I will compliment a situation. I am not trying to be the driving force because that's not our the state of that that's not the extent of our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I will say. But I do think like even if you're not someone's wife or husband, you should be displaying certain qualities that they do want. And that's why I think you should keep them complimentary. Like not I'm walking you through steps A through Z, but I'm complimenting you and I'm adding like, not finish finishing touches, but like adding a little razzle dazzle. Like I'm adding things that will help benefit you, but I'm not the driving force and we're not steering that wheel together right now. Like if that makes sense. So it's fair to say that they need to be just as self-sufficient as you are, right? And if they're lacking that self-sufficiency where it's like they feel like you feel like you're carrying a toddler right. and having to pick them up, you're just like, this is too much. This is way too much work. This is capacity rise for me. Because if I had to figure this out, I will give you a little bit, but I'm not trying to give right. you the whole thing. I'm not trying to feed you this food. You go go get this right. yourself. Or I'm giving you, like, like I said, like right. they don't feel well or they want to learn a new topic. You suggest a book. But I'm not reading the whole book for you and giving you the manual. So that's just how mm-hmm. I look at it. And you'd be surprised. And this is when you can really learn your worth as well. Like just when you do little things like that, it'll be a giveaway, mm-hmm. a key giveaway to what a man has been exposed to and what previous women have done to like help him in his life. Because most times I see like, they'll be like, oh my God, like this is so helpful. And also you're instilling belief in a man that he can do it himself. You're not creating that codependency. Like, hey, like, you know, because some men, they don't want to also, they also don't want to be like, dang, like you're you're doing everything for me. Like you don't want to set that tone on any level. I feel like it's beneficial in both ways. Honestly, so that's got me, agree. that's got me really thinking about like the many times, like, yes, I do agree. Like you, you, I still stand by the whole thing about like, you know, so I'm, I'm an empath, right? And I'm, I'm, it's really bad. Like. It's really bad, y'all. And with that, I absorb emotions so much. So, like, if, like, a guy is, like, out here, like, you know, talking to me about how awful his dad is to him and stuff like that, I'm absorbing all that sad emotion, all those sad emotions that he has, right? But I think that what I used to do was that I would absorb it and then I would take it upon myself to, like, 
find ideas and find ways to patch that relationship for him when really it's him and his dad's issue, right? It's y'all two need to work that out. That's not my job. That's not my journey. That's not my responsibility. I can love you without fixing your life for you, right? And I think that it took, it really took me realizing like, oh my gosh, yeah. Helen is like, understand. Helen understands me, okay, y'all? Helen understands me. She, so, okay. So if you, friends, if, if you have not yet, I don't know what rock you've been under, but please come out of it. Um, there is this amazing movie by Tyler Perry, probably one of his first like big blockbusters. I think the diary of a mad black woman It's on Netflix right now. Go list, go, go watch it. I don't care if you have to pay $4 on Amazon prime, go watch it. You deserve to watch it. But in it, it tells the story of Helen and Charles, right? And you get to finally meet Medea. And, you know, actually, yeah, that is the first Medea movie. Anyways, so you get to meet Medea and Medea's like, so basically Helen is this um, housewife. She was a housewife and she and Charles were married. Charles is this, I was about to curse. Anyways, Charles is this dude. And I've never, he played that part character so good. Asshole. It made me- <laughs> Narcissistic asshole. I'll say it. Jesus will forgive me. I was waiting. Someone was gonna say it. <laughs> oh my gosh, this dude played the character so well. I can't see him in any movie. <laughs> so basically, Helen is this woman. She's a housewife, but you know, basically, he's a lawyer. He he makes good money now. He's about to make um partner actually, and. As he's like doing, basically, as he's um about to make partner, what ends up happening is um, like Helen, it's like Helen's like what is it like the anniversary or whatever when she finds out that this man's cheating on him, and they've been together for what twenty years or whatever, and she's always wanted kids. He said no, um, or like she couldn't have kids or whatever. But basically, they grew up from the projects of. Atlanta together, right? They kind of, they basically grew up, they grew up, it's, it's, it's Atlanta. It's typically Atlanta that he has it in. It's Georgia, but they grew up together and she was with him from his chapter one, basically. Right. And she helped him build up to chapter 20, right? Whatever. Chapter 50, 20, whatever. And she comes home one day and she finds out that there's like all these new clothes in her closet and stuff. And She's like wondering like, oh, did he just buy me all these nice clothes because it's our anniversary? Oh. And so he comes in that evening and she's sitting on the couch. Yo, I got to tell the story because if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Y'all life sucks. I'm, I mean, I didn't mean to say that out loud. My bad. Um, But it's a good movie. Anyways, so I, um, what basically ended up happening is I got to, um, I got to um, basically like watch how Helen was like sitting there and she basically was like, oh, Charles, like, thank you for the new clothes and stuff. And then she finds out that Charles actually has another mistress and that's who the person was for. Um, That's who, you know, all those clothes were for. And she comes in and she's like, a chica, da, 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 whatever. So whatever happens is Charles drags Helen out of the house by her weave, like, it's 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 bad. This man is trash. Okay, he is absolute trash. And she goes to stay with her aunt or 
great aunt or grandmother Medea and Shamar Moore's fake cornrows come into the scene. <laughs> I am hot. They look but they should never they do a fine so man like that. Looking man. How dare they? I still love the Tyler Perry, but them wigs, I'm starting to think they're just controversy because they still look terrible. I love you too, Tyler Perry. I do. I so do. <laughs> Y'all got me out here crying. <laughs> Like, listen, the only reason he was still considered cute in that movie was because he got that smile. Had he not had that smile and that face of his, the cornrows would have never helped <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But here Helen is, you know, dragged out of her house, you know, cheated on and everything. And so she had, goes through basically this journey of having to, like, pick up after herself, right? I do love the scene when Medea goes into the closet and says, I she said, the girl says, I know karate. She said, I know whoop your ass. I said, come on now. But Helen is basically healing, right? She's working on herself, picking herself up instead of basically depending on a man, you know, to bring home the bread. She decides she starts having to bring home the bread herself. And basically Charles, because they grew up in Atlanta, right? Charles had made some deals with some people that were very sketch in the beginning. So they were some of his clients, some dealers. I think he was a dealer. Anyways, so Charles thinks he's how high and mighty. He tries to pull the whole thing that he pulled with Helen on this dealer. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. So they go into a courtroom and the dealer's case falls through. He does not win his case and he's arrested. And he showed up with a gun. The guy shoots Charles in the back, right? Okay, cool. So Charles now is handicapped. Um, he is in a wheelchair. His, you know, Helen goes over because I think she's supposed to go and get some paperwork or whatever she was doing. So she goes over to that mansion back in the house that she got dragged out of. And man, I am really telling the story. Anyways, um, <laughs> and basically she's sitting in this chair and this is the scene that we were talking about, about being a fixer upper. And when you really get it, like you need to stop being a fixer upper. That's not your job. You need to come out of it, be delivered in the name of Jesus. Where's my holy water anyways. So <laughs> she is sitting at the table and Charles is like telling her like, get out of my house. It's my home. All these things. He's barking at her. She gets up and she is like, just fed up. The woman slaps this man's dark head, bald head itself so hard. I thought the coconut was going to fall off. Like, I was like, dang, that was a, that was a real slap. It. I felt his head shift. A well-deserved That was just slap. the beginning. Her. Yes, it was. So she got so upset. She like, I forgot what she did, but she left him there and she came back. She was still in the house, but she just left him in his study because he couldn't do nothing, right? And she left him there. She came back to the um, to the office again after maybe like three days. She was like, you stank. And I'm telling you, praise Helen. So she dumps his wheelchair self into the tub and he's like in the, in the soapy thing. And she sit, she's sitting at this table after she's bathed this man and clothed this man. That he ain't got no business doing nothing. And she's eating a salad. And she's like, you hungry? And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she says, hmm. Call, oh, she try, who, who, who was the, um, who was the, uh, 
the house the housekeeper i don't remember her name but then i remember her saying oh oh well let me ask christina oh christina Christi- here. Yep. little christina, boy yep christina your new wife with the child that you cheated on me making yeah she, she left you she left you she took your child she took all your stuff right and it got me really thinking like of all the times even the whole dynamic, how many times I know women have told me their stories and even guys too have told me their stories where they put all this work into a relationship, all this work into someone, right? Only to find out that, well, well, only to break up. And then the irony of it, they get married right after. Or they get into a relationship right after. That, stop being a fixer-upper. That ain't your job. You ain't Bob the Builder. Can you fix it? No, you can't. What did I tell you guys earlier? I said I literally had to tell my mom, like, I'm not put on this planet to continuously and frequently give men grace. That is not my role. Doesn't work. And I feel bad for Helen's character because she did do a lot and she was just a a housewife, right? I think about all those others, whether in a relationship or in a marriage, who have done and gone over and beyond. And I hear these situations, even if it comes to like mine and others. And it's just like, how much of ourselves do we keep feeling to giving until we have no more that's left to give? We don't want to give anymore because we give so much that we're afraid someone else is going to take advantage of that too. Right. The other person did. It's triggers. And I mean, I, I definitely had to work through some of my triggers where I'm like, okay, I'm aware of this. So I can awarely tell you, hey, don't do mm-hmm. this because this is a trigger for me and this is going to cause me yep. to shut down because of X, Y, Z. And um, then it's just funny where some men just either don't believe you. And I mean, I'm pretty sure men on the other hand have dealt with this with women too until they actually really realize that, that that's not what works and we know exactly what that... Right. Exactly You've seen it happen time and time. Out. Like, I don't need to keep part. watching the same movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what's going to happen and that's why I'm so and Abigail had a good point even though she said like you know there had to be boundaries on the pullback you know being the pullback queen which is true but I'm saying about things that we have continuously expressed and advocated for saying that we do not like these things like because what you're what you're setting is you're setting the tone for the relationship that you have with that person whether it's romantically whether it's platonic whatever the case may be right like and so it's like when I say something, I'm saying that because it's like when the more you put into that, the harder, the more you invest in something, the less likely you are to leave it. Right. And this is where that foundation part, because this is what you're hitting on, is very mm-hmm. important where you don't want that standard established in that relationship because that becomes a foundation. Right. And then having to reshift it. It gets really hard because that's already set. That's already like the foundation before you're building the house. And then you have to go back and rebuild or rebuild stuff. And it takes a lot of work to redo that. Mm. You want to make sure that other things aren't broken through on that foundation. So that's a whole thing in itself. And that's the part that it is where I'm like, I'm looking to cultivate and build. But before we establish this, we need to have these things done as far as parameters, boundaries, what not right. to, where to touch and go, where to not touch and go to. And if they cannot respect that, exactly. Like for example, like 
I know most people will be super upset about what just happened to me, but there was a situation where, you know, like me and this guy, we had went through all like our boundaries, what we like, what we don't like. And he had told me like, you know, like in the past, like, I don't feel like it's a big deal if we don't talk for three days or whatever the case may be. And I was like, well, I'm letting you know if we get in a relationship or we even get like to the point where we're, you know, like, obviously this is new. So cool, whatever. But I told him, like, I'm letting you know, like, if you're saying you want a relationship, like, you're saying, you know, you want to be included in travel plans, like, you don't always want to go, but you're saying that you really want to pretty much, like, be in my space, and you want, um, you know, like, you don't feel like a woman that's in a relationship should be going out as much as someone who's single, and you have all these parameters and standards, but you still feel like you can you know, like, okay, it, it, it shouldn't be a problem if we don't talk for every, like, every three days or whatever. I was like, I'm not dating someone that I'm talking to twice a week. And I said, I literally said, blank, look at me. You like what you see, right? And you've not been stopped smiling and laughing, right? So how many people do you think want to be where you are? And you think you're going to talk to me twice a week? I said, be, be, be for real. If anything, be for real. You know, that's not going to work. I said, so just know when the time comes, don't even hit my phone because you just know I'm not going to answer. And that's exactly what happened. And he did not text me. Girl. And I said, hallelujah, hallelujah. Like, cause don't even, don't even make me block you. Just leave. You know, you know, this is why you're my friend. You're petty. Thank you. But this is why you're my friend. <laughs> I'm telling you, I can't do it. I feel you though. I got another thing with that. Because my ex tried to say that his love language was um, time to himself. I'm like, what type of time you want that's to That's not a love language. I'm like, what well, we're not doing. No, and half the that's, time, and that's, that's the a, thing, that's too. That's a self-love language. That's not a love language with others. See what I'm saying? Jacked up. Uh-uh. No, no way. Like, and half the time, I feel like all the, half the time people just, oh, my Jesus. Okay, this is where, I think this is where this whole entire, like, topic even came from. Half the time, people don't realize how much they don't know themselves, right? And that's the problem. You're getting into all these relationships. You're saying you want all these different things. You're saying that you can deliver, but you can't. You can't. You don't know you. You don't know. And respectfully, when you see somebody, and Taylor, you mentioned this in our chat right before this, when you see somebody who is on a high caliber, you have to start being, um, be have a broader perspective that this person like okay if i look good and i look in shape guess what that's because i go to the gym if my skin looks good guess what because skincare is important to me if my hair looks good guess what eating right is important to me if i look like i don't i if i don't look my age and look younger it's because one i'm black but also guess what i'm taking care of myself right all these different things and if you can't add to it then you're subtracting from it and that's the thing is that people don't realize how somebody is. You see somebody who's, and you know, that's something I had to learn about codependency and enablers and gaslighting is that when someone sees you on a level that they wish that they were at, they want to be your project. So, and Aaron, we talked about it re this recently. Sometimes you want to, you want to be in a relationship so badly. So you will attract people who want 
somebody to be in a relationship with them so they can benefit from it. Right. And I think that at the end of the day, when you don't know your trajectory, when you choose people that don't work for you, when you don't have your standards, when you don't have the right people around you, when you're not healing, all these different things play into a factor as to why this person is single, why this person, like it's you, you know, you can, Aaron, we talked about this before you can, and Taylor, I, I, we talked about this before too. You can go ahead and talk about all the things that some is wrong with someone but you chose to be in that relationship. You chose to be in that relationship. So what did you do? It's you. Sometimes you're single because it's you, sis. It's you. It's you. And you gotta, you gotta take the learning points from that. It's like, okay, so darn, I chose the wrong one again. Then you have to start looking at what your patterns are. And um, I know that's what I began doing with mine because I never asked to be single, which is why I hate that question. Because <laughs> they be acting like, oh, you just must love being single. I see you traveling, you doing this. And I'm like, why do you think I want to be single just because I'm doing all these things? Yes, I have a time. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm like, I would love to have a travel bay. Well, permanent bay to husband, clearly. But just saying. But I don't want just a travel bag. That's cute. But I'm just like, are we going somewhere above from that? Otherwise, I'd have had several travel bags if I wanted to do the travel with me. But that's not what I want to do. And that's the thing, too. It's like, the, what message are you sending out there, right? You know, I am so over people saying, well, she dresses like this, da-da-da-da-da. So that argument is already not it. Go away with that. But what are you attracting in the sense of, okay, so you say that you want a man who, you know, makes X, Y, Z money. You want a man who, you know, looks fit. You want a man who does all these different things. What are you doing? Like, why are you not going, go on Google. You can go and get a cert in data analytics or something along data and marketing. Go and get a better paying job. You want a man who works out. Well, guess what? That means he's going to be spending two, three hours a day at the gym, not with you. So find your way to use that time to be healthy. Because guess what? A man like that is not going to want to be with someone who doesn't take care of themselves. I'm not saying you have to be eight packs, whatever, but someone who doesn't take care of themselves, they're not going to want to be with somebody like that because you're going to be dragging them down. Like... That's the same thing. You want a man who's spiritual, but girl, when was the last time you cracked open that Bible? When was the last time you got on your knees? You want a man who's healed, girl, that daddy issue. You got to go talk to him. You got to go get you a lawyer. Go get you whatever you got to need. You need help. You can't be coming at people saying, it's him, it's this, it's this, it's this. Or... I mean, I've said this before. Yeah, the dating opportunities out here are trash. But guess what? It's because you keep saying yes to low minimum effort people. That's why. If you make it okay for people to do the bare minimum to get a yes date from you, then don't be surprised why there's only people out here who are willing to do the bare minimum. It's what it's like. It's like your 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 aura. You're giving off this aura of 
oh, I will take it. That's why you're single. Or you're giving off this aura of, I'm so rigid. This is my me, myself, and I. My rules, my rules, my rules. And you don't want a partnership. You want an obedient slave. There's a difference. You want someone who looks good on the arm, but obeys you and does everything you want. It's you. You are why you were single. And it, I feel like it's, I'm. you guys know me. So you guys know how harsh my words can be. But it always comes from a place of love. That's why I say these things. Because these are things I had to learn about myself. I was my reason why I was single. I was my reason why I was dating those people. I had a very traumatizing experience with my father growing up. I was not, I did not love myself. So of course I was choosing people who didn't want anything to do with me. They did not want anything to do with me except for the benefits that they wanted. That's why. That's why I was single. Now, currently, um, I'm out of my business. Anyways, uh, anyways, <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't you dare. None of y'all. Nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> I'm saying currently we ain't talking about my current situation. Amen. Hallelujah. But where my tambourine at? But anyway. Um, <laughs> But what I am going to say is I am such a better person because I asked myself why I was single. It can be a very annoying question to be asked because a lot of guys will ask you that question to be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Or some people will ask that question as, wow, dang, you are such a catch. Like, you are great. Why are you single? But until you start asking the question yourself, you will continue to chase your tail like a dog. And stay in the same place. And what you'll see is you're either going to settle for the worst possible kind. Or you're going to be very miserable for a long time and blame everybody else and stay bitter. But from the story of Helen, you can't stay bitter for long. Just serve him the papers. Serve him the papers yourself. I still can't get over that. Somebody get a pen in this house. <laughs> From the words of Winter, right. I will leave. <laughs> I feel like there's so many reasons why somebody can be single. But I think at the end of the day, if you're not healing, if you're not, if you don't have the right community around you to encourage you, to call you out when it's you, like, you know this, Taylor, you know this, Aaron. We've had, I've had chats with both of y'all so many times where Y'all have called me out. I have called y'all out. And we've been like, mm, it's you, sis. You, you the problem. You need to chill out with that. And if you don't have those people around you, people who are encouraging you, I don't see how you're going to get out of this cycle. Besides the good Lord. In that, that song that Jonathan cycles. talked about, Cycles. Sometimes you you gotta get sick and tired of you, your own cycles. Y'all got any last input for my friends? Y'all got any last input for our friends? Perhaps start journaling if you are single. Start journaling why, and don't take it in a bad concept. Because I used to, but now I can actually answer it from a constructive and healthy standpoint without feeling like 
someone's trying to come for me about that. I still don't like it. I'll just be honest because I don't want to be single. But also be okay with being by yourself too. It's okay. You can be alone but not lonely. Thank you, Aaron. And I was going to like pretty much piggyback off of that because I'm going to make this short, but like being single is not always a bad thing, right? There was this one guy that he tried talking to me in first day, okay? He got blocked on the first day because I knew. I I immediately knew because I was like, you know, like, I'm having the problem. Like, now I'm very healed, but I'm having an issue where I just feel like men are coming off too obsessive, too stalkerish-like. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's funny that you say that. And we were just having a conversation. And then, like, he asked me again why I was single. And I'm like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure we kind of had the conversation Lily told him I choose the wrong men based off where I was in my life and like how now I'm on the other side. Now I just feel like men are, I, I bring a certain level of calmness, like in good energy. And I feel like they get attached to that. They're very obsessive. And then he's just like, oh yeah, like, uh, are, are you're not crazy, are you? And I was like, no, I, I'm not. I'm being very transparent with you right now. And he literally was like, well, you know, why do you keep dating if you feel like that's the case? And I was like, well, you don't want me to think all of you guys are the same, do you? And he was like, yeah, that's true. And he was like, well, maybe you should just turn gay. Good luck with finding someone. And I said, thank you for a, for really proving my point that a lot of you guys are obsessive. He got to go. Yeah, and I said, please go find a therapist. And I blocked him. Oh, yeah. Right. Blocked. First day, within 24 hours. Blocking ministries save lives. You know, that's so sad. I'm mad he told you that you should go and just be gay. He really did. He really did. And he he, just goes to show he's not emotionally mature. He proved my point that you guys are up. Some of y'all, not all, but a lot of y'all, y'all are coming off very obsessive and stalkerish. And I said, that's why I said, you literally proved my point. I said, you are nuts. Please go find, uh, seek therapy. And I blocked him. And that's the thing is, like, sometimes it's it's it's, it's you like you gotta really know yourself. Don't always question yourself because it's like once you go through the process, things like you have so much more clarity upon like what's actually going on. I don't have a problem. I was very transparent about where I went wrong in my journey. Like he just nuts, you know. And it tends to be also like. I guess I didn't include this in this chat, but this I guess this would be my adding to what you're saying too, Taylor, is that you also have to look out for how someone talks about their experiences, right? And how emotionally safe someone is. Because that plays a huge factor into it. Like someone who it's it's And like you hit the nail on it. Like you need to, once you've gone through the journey and you learn and you're healing and you learn yourself, you start realizing like there's no bit, you have no business doing those things. You have no business being with people like that, you know? And it's like, there are some people that will take that and they will be in a relationship with someone and be willing to take that, those kind of conversations and those kind of um, commentaries from someone. But you don't have to. You don't have to be treated any less than how you deserve to be treated. You deserve to be treated well, but it also starts with you treating yourself well. 
And I'm so glad that you love yourself and recognize those things. And you are so powerful within yourself that you are like, yeah, no. Right. Because the first of all, the word crazy, that's a very big accusation that people like to use for anybody that disagrees or anybody that's too quote unquote difficult or basically not easily easy, not easy. Or too good to believe. Like, or they say too good to be true. Like, uh, that's, a, that's exactly. where a lot of obsession comes with men with me is like, they love the energy I bring. They love what I look like. They love what I stand for. They like what they see, like on the inside of me, you get what I'm saying? Like personality wise, not just external, but then they're like, okay, why is she single? And it just, it turns them like obsessive. Like even men who are emotionally intelligent, they still, they don't ask it that way, but they ask about my journey. If that yeah. makes sense. And the thing is, I'd rather, I feel like maybe... A health, I feel like a healthier, more rounded person wouldn't ask, oh, why are you single? But more so, how has your dating journey been like? How has your relationship journey been like? How have you been learning about yourself throughout the journey of dating? Right? There's so more. How have you been growing in your singleness? Those are Those are better alternatives. Mm-hmm. And those are great journal prompts too. They really are. Guys, thank you so much. Cause this 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 felt healing for me because I feel like too often we have too many people that think something's wrong with them. And there's something wrong with all of us if we really want to get down to it. But sometimes it's things that are very simple, like, hey, I need to make better decisions on the friends that I have the people that I choose to date. Hey, I need to learn. I need to where I need to dig into why I want to fix people. Where is this codependency coming from? Where is this lack of self-love coming from? And sometimes it's like, hey, I really need to have a game plan that makes sense. My standard needs to reflect the standard I have within myself. You know, all these different things, but at the end of the day, only she knows why she's single. And it honestly starts with asking the question why we hope you enjoyed today's episode be sure to like subscribe follow and share this episode with as many people as you want and including all the men out there because healing starts not just inside her but inside him too until next time